For a moment, I relished my luck at having such a handsome and sensitive husband. He looked like George Clooney for crying out loud. Really, I'm not making it up. Everyone says so. A little more gray, a little less chin, but definitely Clooney-esque. And for every part of gorgeous on the outside, he contained an equal part of beautiful on the inside. So, I asked, what time is it? Shouldn't you be at work? He looked at his watch. It's ten o'clock, sleeping beauty. And I have the day off, because I'm picking my mother up from the airport, remember? I threw back the covers, placed my coffee mug on the side table, and climbed out of bed, intent on getting things done. I had to finish cleaning before Howard's mother arrived with her white gloves. Bethany called up from downstairs. Daddy, she shouted, your cell phone is ringing. When I hit the landing at the bottom of the stairs, the front door opened into me, causing my coffee to spill all over the foyer rug. Oh, spam. Yes, spam is an interesting interjection, but necessary since the day my six-year-old Amber was heard telling a neighbor about those damn squirrels that steal our bird food. Nowadays, I curb the cursing and find cleaner but similar words to replace the dirtier variety. Back to the coffee spill. Now I had a coffee stain to clean as well. It was either that or hide the rug. Burn it, maybe. Mama Mar would take one look at that thing, shake her head, and say, Oi, Barbara, you don't know how to take a stain out? Then she'd tisk and mutter, I don't know what they teach these girls in school no more. I pulled the door fully open to see who had caused me this grief. Hey there, my friend Colt said as he stood all smiles on my front porch in his sporty shorts and Life is Good t-shirt. Colt Barron was one of those men who definitely aged with grace. When I met him in college, he was a blonde, trim, and muscular surfer boy. Today, he was still blonde, trim, and muscular, but he was all man. Little lines that grow around the eyes might make a woman look old, but on Colt, they were like buttercream frosting, the proverbial icing on the cake. You made me spill coffee, and Mama Mar is coming. I don't have time for a coffee stain. His smile fell. I immediately felt two feet high after noticing that he wasn't alone. He had a friend with him, a pretty female friend. A pretty female brunette, way younger than me, friend. I'm sorry, I said. My mother-in-law is coming this afternoon. My house is a wreck, by her standards at least. And last night, a famous movie director threw up all over me and then croaked. So my stress meter is in the red zone right now. I cleared my throat. You know how it is. The pretty thing hanging onto Colt's arm tightened her grip as her eyes widened. Colt's smile returned. Up to your old tricks, huh, Barb? Barb? Did Colt just call me Barb? My something is wrong here, Radar, detected a disturbance in the force. He continued. Barb, this is Megan. I was still reeling from the fact that he was calling me Barb instead of Curly. The fun and fancy-free Colt Baron had called me Curly from the first day we met, over twenty-five years ago. Etiquette told me to offer my hand to Megan for a shake. The green-eyed monster told me, 
I should slap her alabaster, taut, wrinkle-free face and ask her what she'd done with the colt who still carried a torch for me and called me cute little pet names. Where are my manners? Come in. I motioned them into the house. Nice to meet you, Meg. Megan, she corrected me in a pretentiously timid tone. Oh, I'm sorry, Megan. Her grimace deepened. Me, she said, as if talking to a three-year-old. Megan. That slap was feeling pretty necessary, but I fought it off. Megan, I said with a hint of overemphasis. Okay, more than a hint. Come on in.